right, and here we are back in the basement of the Gawler Civic Centre, also known as the Historic Gawler Institute, reading Looking Back Through the Files of the Bunyip. My name is Kay and I'm one of your readers along with Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, Kay. It's good to be back. Yes. August the 31st, 2022. Gosh, we're tomorrow's September. Yes, last day of winter. Oh, my goodness, it needs mm. to... We need a bit more rain. Always a little bit more rain is mm-hmm. always handy. But anyway, here we go. 150 years ago, women's strike against high-priced meat. On Thursday, upwards of 500 of the fair sex congregated at the Brick Garth at Seaton Colliery for the purpose of taking into consideration the extreme price of butcher's meat, potatoes and milk. The meeting was announced to take place at 10 o'clock and by that hour upward of 300 women had assembled. Half an hour later that number was considerably augmented by new arrivals who marched in from all parts of the colliery carrying banners, some with fire blazers, shovels, trays, which they continued to beat. How can you strike against high-priced meat? Yes. Well, it was very evidently not Gawler. This story was so... I read this and thought, that's not Gawler. No, Seaton Colliery. Where is that? It's Newcastle on Time. In England. In England. So this is from the Newcastle Journal. I did some research. It comes out of the Newcastle Journal, which is a paper... The paper for Newcastle on Time is still... Running, they're still putting wow, it out. Wow! Yeah, so so they picked up a story yes. in the bunyip here, and then they've put it back through the files of the bunyip. Yes. Well, that's fascinating. It is, isn't it? it? It's a really interesting story, but it's just so even just the whole culture. Like you just read that, that would not happen in Gawler. No, in, I can't. At the time, people striking about yeah. plus some meat. It's right. Just, just felt culturally really different to the normal oh, yeah. stories we're reading. And oh, so yeah. I had to look that one up, so I was really happy. <laughs> time to do well that. done. Yeah. So, herdsmen at Roseworthy College fatally injured. Roseworthy Agricultural College had a sensation on Wednesday evening of last week when Mr M.G. Byrne, the 21-year-old herdsman who brought the Lincolnshire Red Southern cattle from England to South Australia last March, was tossed by a Jersey bull belonging to the college. The sufferer was brought into the Hutchinson Hospital Gawler for treatment and an operation as performed by Drs Tobin and Smeaton, but he died from the result of the injuries received. Sad circumstances surround the tragedy. Do you know Jersey bulls are the most dangerous animal on earth? Oh, wow. They're more dangerous than sharks or anything. Yeah. 50 years ago, SIGs stolen by cleaner. A Woolworth Scholar branch cleaner was arrested by police on Wednesday morning last week, shortly after cigarettes were reported missing from the store. The store had been missing cigarettes for some time, and last week all packets in the display shelves were marked. When management staff arrived at 8am, they discovered that three cartons of cigarettes were missing and informed the police. <laughs> well, that's a bit bright, mm. marking them. Bloody bastard cleaners. <laughs> So, 25 years ago, brighter days for Wobbles Wombat. Meet Wobbles, an eight-months-old orphan wombat who came from the West Coast and is now in care of Peg Solomon of Willow Farm Sanctuary in Williston. Peg was asked to bring Wobbles back to good health and rear her by the National Parks and Wildlife Service until she's old enough to move on and look after herself. Last Wednesday, Peg came into Gawler with a large pooch bag containing Wobbles, plus a baby Reston Grey Joey and a tiny ringwail possum weighing in at just 80 grams. Oh, gosh. 
Peg was wonderful. She ended up out at Lewiston. I mean, I went in a house once that was like, no, you don't live like that. But anyway, she was just devoted to animals, devoted to them. Ten years ago, never too old to learn. Linda Frick is no stereotypical L-plater. At 69 years of age, the Evanston Gardens resident is learning to drive for the first time and hopes to gain her provisional driving licence or P-plates by the end of the year. While most teenagers today rush to get behind the wheel as soon as they can, Mrs Frick never attempted to gain a driver's licence when she was growing up. I didn't need it so much in those days, she said. A lot of women in those days didn't as much. Ten years ago, so that was... She'd be 79 now. I hope she passed. It's almost going back lots more and more young people not learning to drive, yeah. especially in Europe. Like, and they yeah. can't afford yeah. cars. I think it was the actor Martin Freeman didn't drive oh, really? until he was about 40 and he got a role in LA and he had to learn to drive, oh, <laughs> to yeah. drive in LA because yeah. there's no public transport. Yep. But in England especially, a lot of people... Well, the just public the, transport is great. Yes, yeah. it is really yep. good. So, Gorlin Now and Then, Hutchinson Hospital, 1912. The hospital was mainly funded with a major bequest by Thomas Hutchinson and opened in 1913. In 1967, it was expanded to a 100-bed facility. It closed on completion of the present Gawler Hospital in 1994. I think Carolyn's son was born there, the oh, old was, hutch. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Just before it moved. Yeah. Because we moved here in 95, so we uh, always used the no, new... I was, I was admitted US, there once yes. with concussion after I got oh. knocked down by a horse quite badly, in mm. fact, and... Yeah. It was one of those life-changing accidents, mm. but never mind. Yeah, it was a good place. Yeah. Very run down. Okay, so we'll finish See that you. until next week. Absolutely. See you then, Jeanette. But all light signs.